again, everybody. This is John Narsh, your host of Trading Perspectives. And as always, we have our co-host, Sam Clement. Hey, how's it going? We're, I'm doing fantastic. I hope you're doing okay. I'm doing good. Now, Sam, we have had some pretty good feedback regarding a lot of our, our past episodes. I had someone just got, I just got off the phone with someone talking about how much they liked the comments that we had about trade barriers uh, this past week's uh, episode, saying that they uh, actually agreed with us. It's all negotiating tactics, and hopefully at some point that uh, both sides will be able to save face and a lot of the same contentions that we were espousing. Maybe we're on to something. Then. People are agreeing with us. Well, I, I, I like it, but then again, I also don't mind if people disagree as long as they're nice about it. That's what the problem is. Sometimes when people disagree, they aren't too nice about it. But today, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about, you know, Sam, as, as you brought up to me, maybe there, maybe people will have, have a hard time disagreeing with that. And Sam, what, what is today's topic? So today's topic, with the day that we're filming it, uh, seems pretty good timing for it is the effect of natural disasters on the economy. Oh, without a doubt. And unless you've been in a cave or just really just don't pick up or consume much uh, information, uh, news, you know that Hurricane Michael uh, has been churning through the Gulf and is walloping the panhandle of Florida as we record this here today. So we're getting a little rain here too. Yeah, is it? I mean, I haven't even checked outside. It, we are. It's, it's raining. It's raining, but it's certainly not what the people down the Apalachicola and Mexico uh, beach what they're facing today. And you know, it, it, you can't stress this enough. 150 mile an hour winds or whatever category right, four yeah. storm is, that is just absolutely catastrophic. And the amount of economic damage that's going to be going on down the Panhandle, and not even just the areas where 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 it crosses over, but some of the uh, uh, other areas. And, and you also have to understand there are a lot of peanut farms down that section of the world, a lot of cotton farms. Uh, I don't believe all the cotton's out of the fields. That sounds kind of like... Some soy, too. Soy, the, the harvest hadn't completely gone through. And also, importantly, there are a lot of pine trees uh, down there. So it's not just some of the beachfront property, and that's where the, the weather channel's going to be. That's what they're going to That's what they're going to broadcast, you know, all, all of that. It's an enormous amount of territory that Hurricane Michael will devastate here today and, and, and moving forward. And I guess we need to... I mean, kind of ask the question, just what is the overall economic impact of a storm like Hurricane Michael? Well, before we even dive into it, you could kind of argue or at least understand an argument for it being positive for an economy and being negative for an economy. So I think it'll be an interesting topic right. to kind of dive into. Well, I think it is. And so why don't we just go ahead and dive into that? Now, you mentioned, Sam, that, I mean, that it could be positive and negative. I mean, when you... When you uh, People talk about World War II. They always talk about that being a big reason that we were drawn out of the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And I know a war is different than a natural disaster, but you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Without a doubt. And then there's, uh, you know, like you and I were talking about earlier today about the, uh, what is it, the parable of the broken window. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you not familiar with that, um, was it 18th or 19th century uh, French economist came up with a, with a little story about... Um, about how, you know, when you break a window, what you do there is you stimulate economic activity. After all, the glazier, the person that repairs windows, they buy glass, they come and they work at your house, you pay them, and so it generates economic activity. So you can sit there and say that a broken window is good for economic activity in, in your area because it does force you to spend right. money. Money right. comes out of your pocket, it goes to someone else, they, but they buy, they buy products uh, in order to fix your window, so on and so forth, you get the picture. However, as as 
as much as that might generate short-term economic activity, I don't think anyone in their right mind, Sam, could say that you could uh, uh, have an economy based on nothing but broken windows. Oh, of course not. Well, you got to look at it in terms of what we talk about a lot being opportunity cost. Yeah. Um, what that money could have been spent on otherwise if it wasn't spent on repairing that glass door, whether it's um, more books or just, you know, something that could grow revenue down the line. Yeah. And so there have been times in the past when, you know, hurricanes have, have churned up through the Gulf or gone through Texas or, or Florida where we talk about the overall devastation. And then on the second and second breath, or the other side of the mouth, people are talking about, oh, gee whiz, just think about what the rebuilding is going to be. Right. So no matter what happens, no matter what the overall billions of dollars of economic devastation, whatever, no matter what number, whatever official throws at us, uh, it is hard to imagine that there will not be a construction boom going on. Sure, it's got to be good for Home Depot, for Lowe's, for all those uh, construction workers, you know, mm -hmm. everyone in that industry. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, so some people are going to clearly benefit a lot. The local general contractors, the local right. electricians, uh, as you mentioned, the big box hardware stores, even even Ace. I mean, go, go, go on, so on and so forth. Keep on going down the line. There are going to be a lot of people that benefit uh, economically significantly out of this devastation. I mean, you and I were talking about it. I said the Generac people, the people that make generators, are, are going to benefit out of this. Right. So in a lot of ways, I mean, as awful as it might sound, is there will be people that come out well ahead because of this natural disaster. Sure. So, but, uh, but is that, I mean, when we, when, when we think about that, you know, what's the overall impact? There will be people that will sit there and say, okay, all these people are coming out ahead, so it's actually kind of good, and you know, generate economic activity. But you and I have talked about it. economic activity is really nothing more, Sam, I would contend, with the study or what have you of how much capacity do you have in your economy right. how, and how much do you need and how much you consume. Right. You're just kind of shifting that money, say it's from vacation rentals, mm -hmm. from, you know, anything that's getting broken down, destroyed, industries that are hurt, and just kind of shifting it towards some of those industries that are getting helped a lot from it. Well, I mean, exactly. So, so really, there's no net wealth. I mean, there might be a little positive, a little negative, um, but overall... I mean, people are losing money and other people are making money off it. Well, I kind of go back to that situation with the uh, parable of the broken window. Um, and go back. You, you, at your house. Imagine tree, you know, a storm comes, tree falls, and do you have a patio or a deck? Yeah. Imagine enormous tree falls on your deck and, and crushes it. Mean, I mean, talk about smashes it to smithereens. And smithereens, is that a term that people in your generation use? It? It's still around. Okay, fair enough. Um, and just smashes it to Mrs. Smithereens. And you go out and you, you hire someone or buy the, you, in any event, you fix your, your deck. And it's exactly how it was previously. Do you actually increase the value of your house by fixing that deck? No. Maybe, maybe maybe a penny or two would buy a little bit of a nicer deck, maybe. Well, that's, that's the whole deal. That is where potentially... Situations like this with Michael and, and, and wars, what have you, whatever calamity you want to talk about, the only way is that they can be economically beneficial, no matter what you'll end up reading about the construction boom being in South Georgia and, and Florida, and you'll read plenty of that. The only way that these things can be economically beneficial is if it causes us or causes the local economies, what have you, to increase their capacity. 
in some form or fashion. That deck, in that example that we just used, right. if, you, if you crush that deck and you go back and you build a somewhat nicer one. One that maybe won't get destroyed by yeah. another. And, and, and thereby add some value to your house. Or you make something that's a little bit bigger, which enables you to... I don't know. I mean, entertain more people and makes it more attractive when you go to sell it. But it's something that I wouldn't have just torn down by myself. Yeah. Uh, but 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 you're right. So the only way that this can happen, I, that, that these things can be great, is is if, again, we increase the capacity in the local economy. So if we, if we, if we just, if let's say there, there's a, a house on the beach down there, in, in Mexico Beach. And Mexico Beach is one of those last sort of old Florida-type places. What happens if all of a sudden all these homes are destroyed and they build them back with the same old center block houses that Mexico Beach largely has down there? There's essentially, it's a wash. Right. And no pun intended, it's a wash. But what happens if all of a sudden Mexico Beach, and no one knows for sure why I'm talking about this, why I'm talking right now, it a lot of it's leveled and developers come in they build massive condominium complexes and what have you sure then we could sit there and say that that perhaps the storm as awful as it is might actually be beneficial for the mexico beach economy well then you also got to look at some other things about uh maybe people that have died in the storm you know that's a big cost on the overall economy expand on that if you don't mind you know uh the cost that there's associated with training a new worker, with mm-hmm. getting someone up to the point where they're generating revenue, and actually those are what's growing the economy. If you take those out, it takes a long time to kind of grow that, grow the population, the amount of workforce back to that, back to that previous. Actually, level. I mean, you know, if you want to, <laughs> you and I talked previously. Previously, to to grow the uh, workforce organically takes 18 to 22 years. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that it would take that long to train someone uh, like that. But yeah, here we are focusing on Michael uh, quite so much. But you also mentioned the thing about you know, World War II. Right. And how, you same know, kind of disaster. You know, same way, I would say it's even worse, really. Yeah. I mean, while the United States was not officially bombed, there were some strange Japanese bombs that fell in the forest of, in, uh, in the Northwest, and actually what a lot of people don't realize is the Japanese actually occupied a couple of Aleutian Islands. Were you yeah, aware of that? I was aware. Um, so, uh, but the continental United States was not really hurt physically. Sure. Uh, the infrastructure was not detrimentally impacted by World War II. I'm not trying to play wide of the lives that were lost, but uh, nowhere near, obviously, what happened in, in Europe or, or, or Asia. So our economy came out of World War II, this horrible catastrophe, in wonderful shape. And you could actually argue that that global catastrophe actually did make the United States much better. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, but, uh, but the rest of the world was made much worse off, and it took some time for them to come come roaring back. Yeah, it just generates their, they have a better total factor productivity. Basically, they're getting more efficiency out of it by all sorts of new buildings, all this kind of um, necessity of getting better and stronger. And strangely enough, uh, I have read some reports that honestly, that it's because of World War II and the fact that we weren't hurt in it, and at least our infrastructure was not destroyed, that uh, that's part of the reason why some of the European countries and even Japan, uh, let's put the Marshall, uh, Marshall Plan aside to the side, but that's the reason why Germany and Japan were able to catch up so rapidly that they were able to get rid of the less efficient 
right. more unproductive capacity that they had previously and get the state of the art technology. Definitely. I mean, the Great Fire of London was another real big example of that. Man, I'm bringing it back come, a little come bit. Come on, that's, that's old school. Get down, get, 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 start get talking to me about the Fire of London. What you got? So after everything burned down, I mean, they had to build it back in a more a better, more efficient way in a way that, that something like that could have never happened again. You know, and some, it, that might have happened further down the road. I mean, it almost seems inevitable with the way those buildings were built back then. And the, and the uh, Great Fire of London uh, actually uh, killed a lot of rats. Rats carry fleas, and uh, it actually cut down on the plague as well. I mean, that's, that's just a little history for today, as well as creating greater boulevards, because prior to that, London was a, a collection of wooden homes and what have you. So, man, I'm kind of surprised you threw a Great Fire of London at me, but that, that was one, another, that's a really good one. You got, yeah. some, you got some more over there? No, I don't. Not off the top of my head. But uh, one thing I think is real interesting is the difference between um, things like hurricanes where, you know, they kind of happen in the same area frequently yeah. uh, versus things like tornadoes and uh, even, I guess, earthquakes, even though those probably happen in the same areas pretty frequently. Well, you know, one of the things that I did notice when I was growing up, I mean, beachfront, while everyone has always enjoyed going to the beach, uh, beachfront property when I was a kid, uh, and I'm obviously older than you are, Sam, um, people that had homes at the beach, say down in Panhandle, Destin, that area, the homes were generally not as big, and they were generally constructed of what would seem to be sturdier stuff. Um, And then also perched much further back off the beach uh, than where stuff is constructed today. Now, I think maybe building techniques are far more advanced than putting up a cinder block house. But one of the things that I have been amazed with is the number of people that have been swarming and investing so much money on so much fancy property and expensive property in areas that are you know, you know, a hurricane's coming at some point. It's not a question of if; it's right. a question of when. Right. And, uh, and and kind of wondering whether or not this situation with Michael, maybe we get another one this season or, or next season, whether or not that will will slow down. Right. Any sort of further construction. I mean, it's already pretty massively built up yeah. down there. Yeah. And it just so strangely happens that this particular storm is hitting that one area of the Gulf Coast that doesn't seem to be overdeveloped. Right. So. It'll be interesting to see what kind of capacity comes out of there. Because right now, what's interesting is, and I think what what we'll end up coming back to, uh, and maybe we're talking a little bit in circles here today, that with Hurricane Michael, while you can't base an economy off of broken windows or hurricane damage, what we might very well see happen in the Mexico Beach, Apalachicola area, and there are people throughout this country that have never heard of Apalachicola, that have heard of it for the Good first oysters. time. That's what, that's what I've been told. Uh, people that ha- aren't familiar with this area, that all of a sudden, since the current infrastructure has been damaged, that the buildup afterwards is actually going to create a lot of additional capacity down there on the Gulf Coast, and these these former sort of sleepy Florida towns will begin to resemble something much more along, along the lines of 30A and what have you. Right. Which would be good for economic growth, but there'd be a lot of old Florida hands would say, isn't this disastrous? Right. So I guess you, I guess you can't have a disaster without yeah, good and bad coming out of it. I don't know. Say so. So... In the end, and we might be running a little, not necessarily running long here today, but in the end, Sam, what is your take on this? You know, I don't know. I think I think it's obviously not a good thing that these natural disasters are happening, but I think you can kind of look at it in a positive light and 
we grow and get stronger through the bad things that happen. Yeah, and so, so if this does, if if if, if these natural disasters, particularly hurricanes, and that's what we're focusing on here today, if it if the end result is first off, no one loses their life and what have you. Sure. Uh, if it does turn out to be that we create more efficient infrastructure down there on the Gulf Coast, then as awful as as awful as it is, maybe we can view catastrophes like hurricanes, what have you, as impetus or for change. I think that sums it up pretty well. And change can sometimes be a good thing. Change is never fun. Sometimes. Yeah, again, <laughs> change is generally a pretty good thing. You're, you, Sam, you were way too young to not, not enjoy a little bit of change every now and again. Every now and then. Yeah, so, so if you think back on everything that's happened thus far in your career and thus far in your life, name one thing that was changed that didn't turn out to have positive results. Have to think on that one, John. Well, if you can't yeah. next week, if you can't answer me pretty quickly on that, then I would sit there and say that change is generally a force for good, even if the change itself might be horribly painful. And that's what I think we can say about a lot of catastrophes. I'd agree. Agree. So with that, here we have it, here we have it today. Our thoughts are with everyone down there on the Gulf Coast, and hopefully it's not too bad, and hopefully uh, everyone is safe as safe as, as they can be. But uh, also here's hoping that uh, whatever damage there there uh, there is, we can turn that into a force for positive, and uh, actually have it not just grow the economy, but enrich those people in the in those areas. Wouldn't you agree, Sam? Love it. So thanks for listening. We always love to hear from folks. So if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. You can always send us an email to tradingperspectives at oakworthcapital.com. Uh, you can also go to our website and uh, take a look at our, our telephone numbers and call us if, if you want to do that. And uh, you can also leave a review of, of our podcast on the podcast outlet of your choice. As always, if you enjoy hearing what, uh, what we have said on Trading Perspectives, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones. And if you don't like what you've heard, as always, please tell people that you don't like. Just go ahead and tell people about Trading Perspectives. If all finally, and in, and in closing, if you're interested in hearing more of what we have to say, you can always check out our thoughts underneath our Thought Leadership tab on our website, oakworthcapital.com, and scroll on down, take a look at Common Sense and some other stuff. So with that, I'm John Norris here today. I'm Sam Clement. Already looking forward to next week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Y'all take care.